There are a lot of people whose expectation of Christianity is that we will always be encouraging you in the positive, in what God can do, in how He's going to take this circumstance and transform, in how He's going to bring victory in your life. He's going to bring victory over sin. He's going to bring victory over temptation. I might go on and say He's going to bring victory over your, your illness. He's going to bring victory over your broken finances. He's going to bring victory over your broken children. He's a God of victory. And he is, but he's also a God who deals with what is absolutely real. And what is absolutely real is that there is a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of yuck. There's a lot of, of things that are in unjust. Things, disappointments, betrayals, and hurts. Things that happen to our bodies that seem unjust at times. There's a song from a pop group, Kansas. One of the lyrics, it always fascinates me. This guy was writing in his mid-twenties. And he writes the lyric, Hey there, dear mama, what's it like to be so old? Children grown and leaving. Mind is clear, but body's old. And though your body's ailing you, your mind is just like new. Tell me, what you gonna do? It's a beautiful lyric. And I shouldn't just drop it there, because the name of the song is Love and Miracles Out of Nowhere. And, and how... <laughs> God does bring love and miracles even in these these moments of questions and doubt. My point is this, beloved. The yuck is there. The brokenness is there. The hurt is there. And for me to come along, or for any minister of what is supposed to be the truth... To come along and deny that is to tell you something that you know isn't true. You know that it's broken. And so Leviticus deals very honestly and openly with it. Leviticus deals, beginning in chapter 11, with the reality that the very land in which we live is saturated with yuck. In chapter 12, it answers the question, why does it keep coming back? Why every generation? Why do we just come up with new and more complex yuck? And the answer is because it comes in every descendant of Adam and Eve. Only one, born of a virgin, did not carry that stain of our first parents' corruption into the world with them. Chapter 13 says, so how bad is this? How bad is this yuck? And the first eight verses of chapter 13 say, the yuck is that spot 
on your hand that just popped up that you are going to obsess about for the next seven days, wondering if your life is over, wondering if you now are a leper, wondering if everything is coming to an end. And you know what the problem of that is? That spot on your hand is not the problem. That spot on your hand reveals the raging sickness and illness that has corrupted your entire body at this point. Christ heals lepers. When he touches a leper, he doesn't heal dermatitis. When he touches a leper, he heals to the core. He restores. I turned 58 this last week, which is a good opportunity for me to be marinating in this passage. Because all of the things that are in this passage, at least the first section that I want to focus your attention on, have been drawing to my very pessimistic and self Eeyore (laughs) atmosphere that I've been making my dear wife, my saintly wife, tolerate the week that I turned 58. As you look at this picture that begins really in verse 9 and ends in verse 44, you see these absolute decaying bodies. That's the unit. Bodies breaking down. Boils and baldness and itches. All the stuff is all the body breaking down. And the second half, the thing that ties the second together, is all the material goods breaking down. Decaying bodies and decaying stuff is the picture that's before us this morning. And it's interesting, if you look at that section in verses 9 through 17, you remember the the thing that I said should stand out to you about that Matthew passage, a name in there? What, What do we do with a person who has leprosy? Well, you place him outside the camp, isolated. He is unclean, he is not to be around. So how did Simon the leper have a house in town that Jesus was at? How did Simon the leper have a house? I think that's an interesting question that's answered in our passage. Because, and that's in that first section, those verses... uh, 9 down to 17. If the leprosy covers him head to toe, white, there is no raw flesh, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. Simon clearly was in remission. But note, he's always Simon the leper. He's no longer Simon the father of Barjona. Simon the son of Ezekiel. Simon the tanner. He's Simon the leper. Even in remission, he has been marked by this for his entire existence. 
the breakdown of the body. Verses 8 through 13, the boils. Verses 24 through 28, burns. How often do you think burns happened in a culture where everybody is cooking with fire? How often do you think somebody touched a hot stove, touched a hot bucket, pot thing, (laughs) touched a hot piece of wood, a spark came out and landed on a piece of clothing? How often do you think this was a thing in their daily lives? Burns. Now it starts to get a little personal with itches and spots and baldness. So one of the things that, as I'm looking at this through my weird mind, I thought, oh my goodness, to have been a hypochondriac in Old Testament Israel, that poor priest. <laughs> no, 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 but this itch. No, 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 I know it was a different itch yesterday. This, this time it's over here. This is the itch over here. No, no, this spot, I know you looked at it the other week, but now the spot's here. And... And every stage of my life is a continued breaking down. Every birthday, you know what I get for birthday presents? Wow, that didn't hurt yesterday. But I guess it'll hurt for the rest of my life now. The body breaking down, maybe because of my agency or lack thereof, but also... 70 years if by reason of strength, 80. (laughs) All of these things put that together with the constant, constant terror. Is this leprosy? This thing that can strike kings, this thing that can strike slaves, This thing that can strike prosperous businessmen. This thing that can be in remission. And you can pick up the pieces of your life, but you'll never, ever, ever be known as anything else but X the leper. Bob the leper. You're in remission, (laughs) but everybody can see. Every new ache, every new twitch, every new itch, that sort of Damocles hanging over our head, not just saying you are mortal, but also you might fall. You might be cut off from everything. You might be isolated from your family, from your ability to make an income, you might be cut off from it all. Every year getting worse and worse and worse, the more gross things pop up on your body that weren't there five years ago. All of what we take pride in, what we adore, beauty, strength, All of this, we see a picture of decay. All breaking down. And the people of God, what they should have done was used this template that Moses gave them as a devotional. 
if you approach it from that standpoint, all these new aches and pains and spots and weird things, all these things are reminders of my decay, both physically and morally, and shape me and draw me to lean on Christ more, not to renounce them, not to reject them, not to cover them up, but to lean on Jesus more, to lean on God more. It's how God gave us this entire long-ago manual for soul care. You know what happened instead? The Israelites thought that this was a medical journal. And they forgot all about the fact that leprosy is a moral statement from God. And that leprosy is almost designed to show the depravity of man. They forgot that there was a moral component. And so when Israel boasts, what do they boast in? Their strength. Their wisdom. Might of their arm. The allies that they have. Israel ends up crushed by the Romans. Israel never was mighty. But oh, beloved, how much do we take pride in who we are, what we bring to the table. Decaying bodies, but then also decaying stuff. Decaying stuff. Decaying possessions. The very two things that you and I obsess about the most, our health and our possessions, <laughs> or what's decaying here. <laughs> the very two things that occupy most of our attention. And as we look at this decaying possessions, I want you to consider, from the standpoint of the faithful mom, the sheep have been sheared and she spent all this time working the thread, working the, the stuff on the loom into the thread and now she's working the thread on the loom and, the, and, and she's, she's wanting to make this beautiful garment for her husband or for herself and, and she's interweaving some you know, threads that are colored with this plant or that plant to bring, as it were, a coat of many colors. She's... she's creating a piece of art laboriously bit by bit by bit, and it turns into an object of decay and death right in front of her. The very thing that she has poured her love into is now the thing that threatens her life. And beloved, if you don't see the parallel between that and us, then you're not working very hard on the sermon. <laughs> the very stuff that we pour ourselves into becomes the very thing that poisons us. The very identity that we pour into what we have, how new it is and how shiny, becomes the very thing that we will sell our souls for. And here in Leviticus 13, we have what is a beautiful summary 
of all the pride that we would take in our health, our status, our personhood, how important we are, and all the pride that we would take in how big our house is, and our lake house, and our 401k, and our cars. <laughs> and all of it is just piled together and said, At any moment, this could destroy your world. A priest could see a spot. This could destroy your world. But you know, at the very heart of our chapter, at the very heart of our passage, is verses 45 and 46. The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose and he shall cover up his lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. And then I want you to hear Hebrews chapter 13 beginning in verse 12. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. Now do you see how that entire passage in Leviticus opens up that one verse? That one verse outside the camp and what he endured is all of Leviticus 13. It's all of it. And beloved, he bore that for you and me. And he calls you and me to find our life in him. He calls you and me to go outside the camp. As, and and the, the, the irony, the, the, the twisted, inverted way of Satan, the pride of life, the pride of health and looks and beauty and glory and strength, the very thing we, you and me, Glory in becomes what is bankrupt. And Jesus, who went outside the camp and bore the reproach, is the very definition of bankrupt. Exile. And if we will find our identity in Him, then He turns it into glory. What we would glory in is bankrupt. And what we would think is bankrupt is where glory is found. And that's what Leviticus 13 has to teach us. Jesus went into the house of Simon the leper. And because of what that woman unnamed in that passage 
because of what she did in anointing him with the costly perfume. The Simon the leper and his name will forever be associated with that story and with the redemption and healing that came from that word in his home. Beloved, if you and I see ourselves as Simon the leper, if you and I focus in on what is truly bankrupt and see that for what it is, all your health and all your possessions and all your pride of life and everything the world tells you to compete for and measure yourself by and strive for, you see that as bankrupt, give it all up for Christ. Beloved, I promise you in Christ, there's more than anything the world can ever offer. There's peace. There's forgiveness. There's presence and direction. See the corruption and flee to the incorruptible. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you that even in these pictures of dark corruption, we still, in shadow, see by contrast the beauty and brightness of our Savior. Help us to reflect Him. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.